Today, what was the top COVID story of the last 12 months? Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Morning, Michael. Good morning, Adam Lang. Good morning, Michael. In the next five minutes, we're each going to put forward what we think was the top COVID story from the last 12 months. And at the end, we're going to decide who wins. Bit of a tricky one because COVID has really just pervaded pretty much every element of everything that's happened over the last 12 months. And there's also a little bit of an asterisk on this one because in the last few weeks, we've obviously seen the emergence of Omicron and an explosion in case numbers. But I think for this category, we should look a little bit broader right across the year to decide what the biggest COVID story was. So let's get into it. I think I'll actually kick us off today. I think I've got a a pretty good one because I want to talk about the vaccination rollout. The vaccination rollout has been the top story this year because you have to compare where we were 12 months ago, where really there were no vaccines available for anyone in Australia. As the year went by, the federal government and Scott Morrison were heavily criticised for a really slow rollout. Countries like the UK and the US were really going for it. And the Prime Minister said that it wasn't a race. And it, and it was a race. He got that wrong. We had a really slow start. The big issue here was availability. Everybody wanted Pfizer, largely because of a blood clot issue affecting a small number of people with AstraZeneca. I don't think anyone 12 months ago would have imagined or could have even possibly imagined that we would now have individual states and territories past the 90% double jab mark. Companies like SPC and Qantas and plenty more issuing vaccine mandates were controversial, but certainly helped get those numbers up. And the anti-vax movement is really shrinking now as the number of people that are vaccinated grows. It's the biggest story, I think. It is the absolute top COVID story of the last year because Without vaccinations, we wouldn't be getting back to normal. Shops, restaurants open, travel's back on the agenda, and that is all because of vaccinations, the breakthroughs that we've had and the rollout in the last 12 months. What do you reckon, Adam? It's a big story, and it's a great success in the recent year, as you said, but my pick is a bit different. Mine's the rise of the chief health officers, and the reason I say that is three years ago, I didn't know the name of any of the chief health officers of the states of Australia, and I'd barely appreciated that our nation's health was held in state roles. But now we've become so used to knowing our state health officers. We see them pretty much every week and watch as our state premiers defer to them on disease, treatment, and whether we should be locked down or not. On top of that, given that you would logically think that science is universal, we've seen the individual dispositions of the chief health officers and determine the recommended course of action for their state. And frequently, it has been very, very different. So this is the biggest story for me of the last 12 months, not just the state function of the role, but how each of the chief health officers can take the same data and determine a different way of navigating through COVID. Impressive, both of you really, but you seem to be omitting the biggest story of the year. Go on. Lockdowns. Okay. Lockdowns. It's all been about lockdowns, Delta lockdowns. In fact, at one point, half the population of the country was locked down in New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT, well over half, in fact. Melbourne, Melbourne's among the most locked down city in the world. I mean, what a title to own for Melbourne. Mm. No one wants it, but Melbourne got it. Mm. Now, What I thought was really interesting about the lockdowns, not just the fact that they occurred and online schooling went on and work from home went on, 
just the resilience of the economy. So if you think of the lockdowns in 2020, the, the economic growth in the June quarter in 2020 went backwards by 6.8%. In the September quarter this year, when admittedly it was only New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT, but that's more than half the economy, the economy contracted by 1.9%. People learnt to live in lockdowns. People learnt to go to school or go to work via a screen on their desk at home. It also forced people to get vaccinated. Lockdowns really gave some impetus to what you were talking about, Michael, just that big push towards vaccination. It changed the whole way society will work for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Lockdowns, that's the biggest COVID story of the year. Sean, just one quick question. Hmm. Who issued the advice for the lockdowns? Well, it was like a joint agreement by a bunch of chief health medical officers. And, and, and why did we get out of lockdowns? Because of vaccinations. So, look, mm. I think we can all probably agree that vaccinations were the top. <laughs> I'll I'm, take that, uh, that laugh I'm, as an agreement. No, nah, no, totally. <laughs> I'm actually going to make the ruling here. Look, to be honest, lockdowns was in 2020 and 2021, so I'll concede that one. I think the chief health officers is fascinating, but... It hurts me to say, Michael, you're right. The vaccination breakthroughs and rollout, really the biggest COVID story of 2021. Thank you very much. And thank God we've all got them. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Michael. That's it for this morning. Make sure you've hit follow or subscribe on the podcast so that you get the next episode automatically. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed.